The Accidental Entrepreneur is produced by Bindhacker Law and brought to you through our affiliate relationships with the following sponsors. One of One Productions, the New Jersey-based podcast studio that produces and edits both audio and video podcasts. They sell equipment for the average podcaster and have even created a guesting kit exclusively for our listeners. North Authentic, the conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. The Healthy Place, the e-commerce site with thousands of supplements to help you live a healthier life, along with natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. And be sure to support the podcast by ordering some logo merchandise from our online store. Listen to all of our sponsors' commercials later in this episode and follow their links in the show notes to learn more about their products and services. You would assume to start a podcast because you were thinking of like a broadcast studio. I don't know. I thought it looks like behind me. Yeah. I don't know. If I had this studio, I wouldn't know any of these buttons of what they do. <laughs> Nothing. And I think a lot of people, you know, think that, but yeah, yeah you can start a podcast easily for under a hundred. Well, technically you could start one for free, but I recommend, you, well, you know, need getting, a little bit of equipment. Yeah. I recommend getting, um, cause the mic I have is an ATR 2100, which was like 60 or 80 bucks. Yeah. I think and mine's a, well, this is a Samsung. The one in my office is an AT 2020. Audio Technica. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. It was that, like 80 bucks or 60 bucks, something like that. Yeah, even yeah. my gift name, I told you we're having we're creating a podcast guesting kit. I think the uh-huh. whole kit's like $140, including like a mic and a stand and a case. And yeah, you know, and because it's USB, you don't need like a I mean, if you have a strong enough computer, you don't need uh, you know some sort of powered device, it should be okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's USB, you plug it into your computer and then um software to edit and whatnot and to record into is free. generally free zoom you yeah know, if you do less than 40 minutes it's free actually no if it's if it's le- if it's only one person i don't think there's even a time limit yeah i think it isn't it if it's two i think it's two more than people two. Are, yeah. yeah then it's three or more i think it's you got 40 but still 40 minutes i mean most podcasts mm-hmm. are shorter than that i mean of course we're yeah. talking along that then i mind how long do you most of your podcasts go um Generally speaking, I would say they're like 45 minutes on average. Some have been up to an hour. Uh, I've had some shorter ones lately that are like 20 to 30 minutes. And I've actually gotten positive feedback on that, that people like that. They like the shorter ones. Yeah. I find I can't get, I talk too much. I think for, I'm too (laughs) interested in what you have to say that I can't go 20 minutes. I got too many questions. Right. That's kind of how I am. And so that's why most of my episodes are, you know. 45 minutes to yeah, like how do you tell me your story how do you get started where you worked what you did how you developed the podcast about your books all the things we talked about in 20 minutes that's impossible <laughs> we've already been talking for what 40 more than 40 minutes right <laughs> it goes very fast the information provided in these episodes is for entertainment purposes only it is not a guarantee of success or to be construed as advice of any kind you should always seek advice from local licensed professionals before making any decisions The dictionary defines an entrepreneur as a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. People often start a business without much choice, perhaps due to a job loss or just being dissatisfied at work, and they come up with an idea they just know can be successful. They become entrepreneurs by accident. That is to say their success or failure happens by accident, not with intention. My name is Mitch Beinhacker. I'm a corporate attorney and a business advisor. You're listening to The Accidental Entrepreneur, my podcast about how to achieve success on purpose, not by accident. Join me along with our monthly guests where we share our knowledge and help you get a hold of your business. And now on to today's episode. Hi, I'm Sarah St. John. I'm the host of the Frugalpreneur podcast, Building a Business on a Bootstrap Budget, where I teach entrepreneurs how to start, manage, and maintain an online business on a tight budget. All right, we're on the mic. So, uh, Sarah, thanks so much. I think we we connected through Podmatch, right? Didn't we? I think so. It was one of those pod booking sites. Sites, Something (laughs) like that. That's cool. But I, I like the name of your of your podcast because mine's accidental and yours is frugal, <laughs> but that's always the problem, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you, you know, people want to start a business and they don't have the right money to do it. And there is money out there. 
Um, but I think there's a lot to be said for bootstrapping. It, it mm-hmm. makes you creative. It makes you, you know, figure things out that are less expensive. Um, but let's let's go back a little bit because we're going to talk about the podcast and you host your own podcast and we're all podcasters and everything. <laughs> but maybe we can go back a little bit about your background, your work background, maybe how you got into advising entrepreneurs. I was interested in that story. So maybe you take us back a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So my entrepreneurial journey started in 2008. I had had six different jobs that year. Wow. Not not at the same time, but throughout <laughs> okay. the course of the year and realized I didn't like working for other people. I just, things weren't working out. So I decided to start my own business. Okay. It was a photography business, but I realized that while I like taking photos of animals, architecture, and landscapes, I didn't like taking photos of people, but that's where the money is. I was right. doing <laughs> weddings and portraits. Um, but the bigger issue actually was just the expense to maintain uh, equipment and software right. and all that. So then I decided to switch over into an online business model, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I tried a bunch of different things like drop shipping. Affiliate marketing, blogging, all kinds of things. Yeah, there's all kinds of different online businesses you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I tried almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was through that process that I discovered all these free or affordable uh, tools, resources, software to run an online business on a budget. Yeah, sure. So then I got the idea to write a book called Frugalpreneur. Um, kind of going over the different types of online business models and how to run them affordably. And so that's then, where you came up with the name Frugalpreneur mm, at that point? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it was while I was writing that book that I decided to launch a podcast to coincide with the book. It was just going to be an extra marketing avenue. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, 10 episodes or something like that. Well, I got more traction leverage with the podcast than the book. And so... <laughs> well, back then, this was what, 8, 9, 2008, 2009? Oh, well, the photography business started in 08. Oh, that was I a couple did, of years. Yeah. Um, but then I started doing online businesses and whatnot. The book and the podcast didn't come out till 2019. So two- Oh, so you're in the thick of things when podcasting is really taking off, right? Me too. Right. I was about the same time. <laughs> Uh, but I, and I loved also the connections and networking and whatnot. Yeah. So I've kept the podcast up for a couple years now. Um, I think I'm in like the eighties as far as episode number. Um, and, and I've been editing and producing my own show and people have complimented me on it. So I was like, you know, I enjoy do the, doing this. People say I'm good at it. Why not, um, you know, get paid to do it for other people. Yeah. <laughs> So now I have a podcast production agency and I'm working on a podcasting course. So I'm like okay. all in on podcasting now. Yeah, no, it, you sound like me. I'm working on a kit for podcast ah, guesting for people. And oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm uh, the same thing. It's like an affiliate relationship with a studio. Okay. So I do stuff for them. They do stuff for me. And then I promote them. It's local. And then they put together a little kit for me because they, they offer equipment. I don't know how she does it. So it's oh, not wow. that expensive, but you know, somebody wants to get started with podcast guesting, mm-hmm. you know what they, they don't have the right mic. They don't have the, they have earbuds are falling out of their ears. You hear their <laughs> voice echoing, right? You've had them on your show and yeah. you hear your voice like reverberating. Sounds like the devil underneath the, Oh yeah. yeah those I are like, that. those are like the worst. So I wanted to ask you, so did you have a business background? Like from school? It sounds to me like you developed a business background just from <laughs> all of your experience, but Yeah. So I went to college for journalism because my teachers in high school told me I was a really good writer. Well, and I do have three books now that that I self-published, but um, I just got a two-year degree and then I ended up getting married and didn't have, you know, anyway, so I didn't continue on. um, So I just had kind of various jobs right after that. In Um, any particular industry or were they kind of all over the place? All over the place. They're getting all kinds of experience. There's a lot to be said for that. You get more experience in life. You're only in college for like four years. Then you like work mm-hmm. for like 40 or 50 years. So <laughs> I don't know what it really prepares you for. College, two degrees, two years, four years. I think it just teaches you how to think better. I, I really do. I don't think we learn a lot in school. Yeah. And I feel like it's becoming maybe more and more that way. It's like people spend tens of thousands of dollars and then they, when they're done, they might not even get a job. In yeah. That. And, 
And then <laughs> so many people, you know, then end up becoming an entrepreneur, which is good. But yeah, I don't, I never took business classes or any of that stuff, but I think I've had entrepreneurship, like, I don't know if you're born with some sort of DNA or gene. I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> it's always kind of been there because when I was a kid, I would gather up stuff that I got for free, like pencils and candy, and I would sell them to my friends. And so I feel like it's kind of always been there, but it was buried because you're always told, um, you know, that you need to go to college, get a degree, get a job, right? Exactly. The whole nine to five thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was just the path that I took. I didn't really consider entrepreneurship until well, now I they had... have like programs in college to be entrepreneurship. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I it's wish like that the whole gamut. I wish that was there when. Yeah, me in. too. <laughs> I don't know. You know, if you didn't go to business school, you didn't know what you did. So I went to law school because I didn't know what to do. Really? Oh, wow. It was I'm an accidental, accidental lawyer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, it, so it, if you, but I, I think like a lot of the, we were talking about, you know, frugalpreneur, but bootstrapping and, you know, figuring things out with a limited budget, they don't teach you that everywhere. You get like discovered on your own, you know, if you can't hire a graphic designer, you discover Canva and, and some of those other tools. Uh, I use Audacity to, you know, edit my podcast. It's free. I know there's some other ones for the Mac and different things like that. You just, I have all these little tools I used to do the podcast because I didn't want to spend the money. It wasn't a profit center for me. So you mm -hmm. figure it out, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I use Canva for designing. I started with Audacity. Now I use Descript. I heard which about Descript. Yeah. They have a free plan and I started on that. But I Descript is like one of the very few things I actually pay for now. I, I pay like 15 bucks a month because I find that it makes sense for me because you can do so many things with it and it, it just makes editing. Doesn't it so also easier. transcribe your podcast or something? It does all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. It transcribes it. And what I really like about it is that you can edit the audio by editing the transcript. And like with one click, you can remove all the ums and uhs and stuff. Oh, wow. So it saves a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. That's I, There's a friend of mine has a podcast called the E-Tribe. And he oh, was, he I've raves about, he raves about Descript. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard of it till I had him on the podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's becoming more well-known. Yeah. I'll have to but... check that out because I've been, people have been pushing me, you know, you should transcribe the podcast. It's content. You put it in. I'm like, yeah, but you transcribe it. Then you got to get all these things out of it. And then it doesn't match up. And that, that's good. I'll look into that. That's, that sounds like a good well, yeah, like even if you don't use the transcript, um, just get getting the ums out of it is good. Right? Yeah. And just the editing and and now you can do video editing, which I've just started doing in the past like week or two. So if you record, you know, like we're on Zoom, but there's other things where you can record video now with the audio. So if you upload the video, it also creates a transcript and you can edit out whatever so like you edit the, you edit the words and it transcribes that into the video and takes the part out of the video yeah so wow. just like the audio mm -hmm. wow that is a good tool <laughs> yeah yeah that's why i don't edit the the video because it's too much i use that to what's that free one uh uh vsdc or something like that it's it is a free video editor but it's complicated oh. mm. it's very complicated mm -hmm. so i don't i just throw it up i have some videos that are a mess but <laughs> behind the scenes you know right that's how i look at it i look at it so so let's get into then about can you tell me about like some of the online businesses that you've <laughs> learned about done still run whatever it is yeah so i had a drop shipping business for baby onesies okay <laughs> and let's see i still so you didn't have to take control of the of the stock it would you would just offer for sale and then it would just come directly from whoever's shipping it. Right. Yeah. So that's like how drop shipping works. That's the benefit of it is that you don't have to keep an inventory. Uh, and so there's very little, if any overhead expense other than having a website pretty much. Um, but yeah. So when someone buys something on your website, so basically let's say, so you're getting stuff from the wholesaler. Right. And let's say for a onesie, it's like two bucks. Okay. It's usually from China. Okay. And but you could sell it for say 20 bucks. 
Well, so now you've made an $18 profit. So yeah, but you don't have to, you have to pay the two up front or, you know, and not until they buy it. Right. Not until they buy it. So the way it works is, and, and it might differ depending on who you use, but the way it worked when I did it was, um, so they order on your website and they pay, let's say the 20 bucks. And so now that 20 bucks is going to your Stripe or your PayPal or whatever. And then you turn around and you buy that thing for like two bucks or whatever okay. it out and automatically takes their shipping information, like the apps basically connect. Um, and, you know, so then they actually ship it and all that stuff. The product never comes to you. Um, you just get but, the $18. They keep the two and the shipping and all that stuff. Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> so you still do drop shipping businesses or not as much? No, uh, I'm kind of doing all the podcast related stuff now. Um, but when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I did the drop shipping. I did affiliate marketing, which I actually still do through like the podcast and whatnot. Right. Um, yeah, affiliate marketing for people listening is when you you re- you recommend a company or you sell their products or you recommend their service, then you get a a fee for if they sign up, right? Basically, right. Like for example, we were just talking about Descript, which actually they just came out with an affiliate program this week. Ah. I've actually I've personally actually been bugging them um, on a, probably a monthly basis, saying when are you going to get that started? Because I talk about it all the time. Right. Uh, so like. Paid. Right. So like, say this was, for example, say this was my show, then I would put Descript in the show notes with my affiliate link, you know, that kind of thing. So right, if you're right. about something or recommending a book or a software or whatever. Yeah. So I still do that. Um, let's see. I had like a print on demand, which I guess is kind of like drop shipping, but yeah, it was kind of like that's my 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 merchandise stores like that. Oh yeah, I and I, I saw- never see it. They do it and they pick mm-hmm. it out and it's gone. I don't know. They just charge me. Yeah, I was on your website. Uh, what store? Or I think I use Printify. Printify. Okay. Like some people use Teespring. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of them that do it, mm-hmm. but they have an affiliate program. Okay. So yeah. you can set up your stuff. You put in your logos, and then people can order shirts or whatever they want. And mm-hmm. then I think they just. You know, let's say they pay fifty dollars for a sweatshirt, it goes into your bank account, and then they take out whatever they need. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't sell a lot of merchandise, but it's the same type of thing. You don't see yeah. the item. You don't have to print a thousand t-shirts, right? And then keep them. Somebody orders them, you got to put them in a box and you gotta ship them to somebody. You don't have to do that. <laughs> right. Because somebody said you should get merchandise. I said, not if I have to take the inventory mm-hmm. in. I'm you know, mm-hmm. gotta make a living. It's crazy. Do you make uh do you sell merchandise for the podcast? Uh, well, yeah, actually. And I use T public. Well, I used to use printful or Teespring, but what I like about T public is that other people can create the designs. Oh, and so I do have a shirt that has my logo on it, yeah. but that's really the only thing I have in the shop as far as like, you know, my stuff, but then other people, might have t-shirts and you can add their stuff to your shop and you basically make a commission if it sells. So like all my shirts are like entrepreneurial related, like. But you're saying the customer can't do that, but you can add other items. Right. So like you create your own shop, but it has a bunch of stuff in there that someone else has created. And then if it's sell, you sell a shirt, then they make whatever, probably you know the most of the money but then you get some sort of commission off the sale as well so if you have like a guest on and they have a certain logo and you wanted to offer a shirt with their logo you could you could do it that way yeah you could do that yeah Yeah. that's what i was thinking but i don't think printify works that way i think i could i could take like your logo if you said it was okay and i could put it on a shirt but i i guess i'd have to i don't know how you'd get paid i'd have to yeah yeah the i i think t public is the only one i know of that I'm going to write that, that down. Getting yeah, on if, my own podcast. I'm if you want to, if you want to see like a, a a sample, I guess, of the store and how it works, um, I'm trying to think if my if I have a direct link, the sarahstjohn.com forward slash store. Maybe I know <laughs> if you just go to my website and then you know, well, click I'll on tell you what, or something. It's in the sidebar. Why don't we do that right now? Because I think I have your media kit up. Let's see. How do I get to your okay. site from your media kit? Can I get? Okay, that from so there? go. So, oh, actually, there it is. Store at the top. 
Ah, uh, uh, there we if you go. Click on store. I can't see what I'm doing. There we go. <laughs> store. Okay, I'm on a little laptop here. Let's see. Okay, here we're. Oh, we're in your store. There you go. Yeah, I love yes. your pig, the frugalpreneur. That's cute. <laughs> okay. Oh, entrepreneur powered by coffee. So you could pick any of these logos and make things out of them. Yeah. Okay. But these then, aren't anybody's like you could, but you could put logos in here. Like you could put my logo in here. If somebody want to make a t-shirt, right? Yeah, you could. Uh-huh. Yeah. The only, so the only one I actually created was the one that has my this logo one. on it. Yeah. The Everything one. else, someone else has created and, but it's in my shop and somehow they track it. So like if it's sold through my shop, I would get a commission, but you can get like t-shirts, uh, I think magnets, stickers, have, I don't so, know. like the one that says "Entrepreneur Powered by Coffee," it says gifts for every holiday. So that website gets yeah. a significant portion of the fee. Yeah, that is so. That would be the store, I guess. Yeah, whoever created it, and then yeah, if you click on it, okay, it should have different options. Oh, like that's the T-shirt, but then I think if you scroll down, there's yeah, um, there you go. But like if you scroll down further, there's a. Uh, it should show you. Oh, yeah. Other... Sticker, mug, hoodie. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. And, and mask. They have masks now. <laughs> of course they do. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to stop sharing that. That is, I'm going to definitely check that out. So if anybody's listening, you want to start your own store, I might be switching to T Public and then I can get my <laughs> guests to get, put, we'll put things on and they can make money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I love that's that. A good way to do it. <laughs> Yeah, well, people don't really buy my merch. I think my kids bought my merchandise. That was about it. <laughs> I see them wearing around the house. So, okay, good. So what other like free things can people do to, you know, to support their businesses? Like other business models or what kind yeah, of, the, what can the, the, you know, online businesses use free tools and stuff? Oh, okay. Um, let's see. So I definitely recommend, you know, starting an email list from the get go. Yeah. Big, big, I- big, big advice people don't do. Yeah. yeah. The one I use is free up to a thousand subscribers called SendFox. And okay. what I really like about it for a content creator, like a blogger, YouTuber, podcaster, is that you put in your blog or podcast RSS feed or your YouTube channel. And anytime you have a new YouTube video, podcast episode or whatever, it'll automatically generate a newsletter every, you know, every week or however many times you set it up for uh, and it'll automatically send out or you can have it save as a draft, which I do. Um, so you just to look over it and make sure, but yeah, it just saves a lot of time because then you so don't automates a lot of that it. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I use MailChimp, which is uh, free to uh-huh. 2000, but you have to have a template. You have to set up a template. You got to get it, you know, upload your stuff, put in your links. Mm-hmm. And uh, I take it usually from the show notes and make an email out of it, but I'll check that out too. Send Fox. All right. So we got two. <laughs> I, <laughs> Let's see. I love another- free stuff. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, another one would be King Sumo, which is by the same people who okay. do send Never Fox. Heard of that either. Okay. And that's how you can run and it's free. Uh, how you can run a viral giveaway. So okay. like viral giveaway. Huh. Yeah. So like, actually, if you want to see an example of it on my website, I have a tab that says giveaway, which I think it's ended, but um, I need to update it. But anyway, uh, okay, let's see. We got, uh, well, that's T-Public. Oh, Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I guess you'll have to go backwards. back. Maybe there we go. Oh, went oh. to your T-Public store. I see. Oh, well, no, you have to go Sarah. back again. Yeah. Sarah. St. John, right? The Sarah St. John. Because You're Sarah not, St. John was is taken. a different person. <laughs> yeah. Who is she? I don't know. The Sarah St. John. Let's see if that comes up. There we go. There it is. Yeah. Who is that imposter? Sarah St. John. We got to <laughs> go after her. Okay. So. So uh, then if you click giveaway. Oh, look at that. Okay. Nice headshot. It's very contemplating. You, know, okay. you like contemplating. I like that. Okay. Giveaway, it's over. Okay. Yeah, so that one's over. So you're not really seeing much there, but um, but people can like so, so you, you can give something away and they put in their email. So you grow your email list that way, but then they can share it uh on social media or by email, or they can you can have different tasks, like they need to watch a YouTube channel or listen to a podcast episode or whatever, and then you can assign different point values for each 
activity. So that gives them more entries to win. Ah, I see. So what, what, yeah. what was the giveaway in this case? Oh, that was a book um, called. Oh, why am I? Oh, don't miss. That. Oh, it's, it's called. Yeah. Called do it scared. Yeah. I usually give away a, a, a book every month. I guess. A giveaway of a book that you like? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's yeah. a good idea. Because sometimes I have a lot of authors that come on, and I was wondering, like, how am I going to give books away? But that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I then like the guy it. wins. You tell the, the author, let him ship the book. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the fee to come on the podcast is, I usually say, send me your book or whatever. So, uh-huh. you know, I don't. Do you charge for people to come on your podcast? Um, I don't. So. Maybe we should. <laughs> or say, give me some free stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Free stuff is good. I like that. Well, it's interesting because some guests I've had on have sent me stuff in the mail, like books and. Yeah. Just add it without asking. Pads. Yeah. Yeah. I got brownies ones with my face on it. That was good. Oh, interesting. Yeah. One of those, um, you know, one of those companies where you could send out cards and send out gifts that are personalized for the person. I forget the name of it. It's called oh, like Banner okay. Seasons or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. It's one of those. I don't know. But so the rep, I connected and she sent me all kinds of stuff. Okay. So that I'm three for three here, which things that I never heard of. <laughs> I like that. Okay. What else? Uh, let's see. What other free ones? Um, we talked about Canva. Canva's a good one. Yeah. Uh, or if you want to hire someone, um, you can pay five bucks on Fiverr. That's not free, but it's five bucks. Not right. that big of a deal. Yeah. Fiverr's pretty good. <laughs> Upwork's good too. I don't know if it's that cheap. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, let's see. I have like twenty-seven thing like on my web. <laughs> I keep twenty-seven. I have a tab on my website that says twenty-seven tools I use. Most of them are free. Some All right, are well, like we'll have free. to put a link in the show notes. Yeah. to that, and then yeah. people can. Yeah, that's good. Twenty. I don't have twenty-seven tools I use even. <laughs> that's good. So let's go back to business. So you did you did a, a drop shipping business, and then what else did you do? You started to talk about some others. Um, so the print on demand, the affiliate marketing. Um, I had a couple of like service businesses that I thought of, but didn't get very far with because like I got as far as creating the website, and then I was already bored with it and thinking. I'm not really sure that this is even going to work or how to monetize <laughs> this or even how to make this work. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's what we do, right? We're very right brain as entrepreneurs. Yeah. I feel like we have shiny object syndrome and we just Sometimes. are constantly thinking of new ideas. <laughs> yeah. I know. Sometimes it's not good. Sometimes it is good. It just depends. I had an online travel agency that actually oh. did pretty well. I had it for five years um, while I was doing other things as well. I usually was doing more than one thing at a time, but I was already thinking about closing it once podcasting and everything took off. And I realized that that was my thing. Uh, but then when COVID happened, all my bookings got canceled. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about being a travel agent is you don't, get paid you don't until get the commission go. right until the, yeah until they complete the travel uh so bunch of work for no pay so i was like mm. and i wasn't sure you know when the travel industry would be back and of course i mean it's better now but not back to normal yeah and so i i just felt like it didn't that was the writing on the wall or something since i was already thinking about closing it um so I think as far as online businesses before my current one, that was probably the biggest one I had. There's a guy I had on my podcast out of Florida and he's got a travel agency and he basically runs it on an affiliate basis. So he has like 300 agents throughout the country and you can huh. set up your own site and you don't have to do any of the book. They'll do all of it. You just hmm. send them there and they give you 50% of the commission. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? If you ever want to get back in, let me know. I'll hook you up with Mark. He's down in Florida. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'll have to talk to you after the. <laughs> He's built like his whole. I mean, he used to have, you know, brick and mortar when when travel business was different. Mm -hmm. But then he, he built it this way now where everybody just he some of his people just travel on their, you know, they travel for themselves and they mm -hmm. and they get a commission. But some people do, you know, make a lot of money on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to hear 
hear about that. I'm just curious. It maybe it's one I've heard of. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it's K and E Travel is this company. It's uh, I'll get and E. Yeah, that kind of sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, I might have found okay. It. Um, okay, so so the uh, but I'm very interested in the podcast and who you've been talking to and who you've been helping and you know the kind of interactions you've had with different entrepreneurs. So maybe do you have any good stories from that? Because you said you've had 80 episodes, right? So you have guests yeah, on all the time. Yeah. Uh, so it started out where I was interviewing like the CEOs or somebody within the company of certain businesses, right? That I talked about in the book or whatever, uh, like King Sim, King Simo, for example. Right. That the podcast it grew out of the book. Yeah. The start. Yeah, yeah sure. Right. That makes sense. And then I started interviewing entrepreneurs that I was familiar with, that I followed, um, that were experts in some certain area of like online entrepreneurship. Right. And then and now I'm well, so then I started 2021 interviewing people who started their business with less than a thousand dollars and grew it to over a million with no oh, outs- that's a good yeah. yeah yeah with no outside capital okay. or debt or loans or any of that stuff so i've interviewed a few people like that okay um frugalpreneurs they gotta be frugal. right exactly right. <laughs> here's a word from our sponsors looking to get into podcasting maybe to market your business for your own enjoyment or because you have a message you want to get out there One of One Productions is a New Jersey-based studio just over the George Washington Bridge that caters to the booming business of podcasting. They offer a comfortable atmosphere using the latest technology available to record your podcast. And they are a full-service media company offering both audio and video production services, creating both audio and video podcasts as well as video shorts for business and personal use. Professional audio equipment packages are available through their website for all budgets, and be sure to check out their podcast guesting kit created specially for our listeners. Care for your health, care for the planet, and look flipping great doing it. North Authentic is a conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. Their pro stylists curate only the most fabulous non-toxic hair products with better for you shampoos, serums, masks, and more that actually give you gorgeous hair without hurting your health or the planet. Hey, you've only got one life, one planet, and one glorious mane. Might as well treat them all as best you can, right? Try a 100% clean hair care routine prescribed just for you using their link in the show notes. If you don't see a big, beautiful difference in how your hair looks and feels, you can tell them they're crazy. Do you battle chronic pain, stress, anxiety, or depression? Well, if you take any supplements or you're interested in natural alternatives, you need to know about findyourhealthyplace.com. Find Your Healthy Place has thousands of supplements to help you live a better quality of life, as well as natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. Need guidance? Use their live chat feature and talk to a wellness consultant right on their website. And be sure to use our coupon code TAEPODCAST for all your purchases to get the best prices at findyourhealthyplace.com. Follow their links in the show notes to learn more about all of our sponsors. And now back to our show. Oh, and I recently, and this episode hasn't gone live yet, although it'll probably be out by the time this episode. Yeah, because well, I'm like 90 days out to edit and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll yeah. be out. Uh, but I just interviewed Pat Flynn. I'm assuming oh, you're sure. familiar with him. I yeah. think that's how, I can't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure I saw a Pat Flynn video that said, and I was into podcasting, you know, like listening to podcasts and it said, you can start a podcast for 75 bucks. And I was like, don't you need like a studio and like a boom <laughs> mic and all these different people? And so I did, I took his list and I bought the, it sounded worse than it sounds now, <laughs> but it worked. Mm-hmm. And I, that's how I got started. Cause I think it was a Pat Flynn video. He's, he's got great mm-hmm. stuff. He's like the, so how did you get him on your podcast? <laughs> you stalked him for a while and until no. he gave in. So the, this what is I gotta do. So most of the time when I contact someone to be on the show, usually they're checking their own email and whatnot. But the only way to reach him or to contact him is through this like contact form on his website. And I did it like two or three times over the course of, you know, a couple years. 
and never heard anything. Or I think I did hear back once maybe, and it was something like he's not doing interviews right now. Like basically it never got to him. It got through the, cause he has gatekeepers and stuff. Right. Of course. So he recently launched his own paid membership community called SPI pro or smart passive income pro. Okay. And I, it's like 49 bucks a month. And I joined it, but not for the purpose of getting him on the show. I just want, cause you know, you'll learn from him. Yeah. And you, there's different courses you can get on there that are included in the price and all this stuff. Well, while I was on, cause he uses a platform called circle, which is kind of, have you heard of mighty networks? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, it's, it's You're kind blowing of my mind tonight. <laughs> circle and mighty networks. Okay. Yeah. I think it's circle dot. So, okay. Um, but and, and I use Mighty Networks for a group because they have a free plan. Most of these other places don't. But anyway, so Circle is, it's basically kind of like having a Facebook group, but not on Facebook. There's much more customization and things you can do. So anyway, when I was on the platform, I realized that you could direct message people. And so I direct messaged him. <laughs> And I told him about my podcast, sent him a link so he could maybe check it out or whatever. And I asked if he'd want to be a guest. And in two hours, he responded, and sure, because I sent him a booking link too. He said, sure, I just signed up and he booked it. And like one or two weeks later, then I interviewed him. Well, he's smart because you're supporting his community and you're paying for his yeah. content. He's like, I'm going to support her. Right. Yeah. So he kind of paid to play, so to speak. I mean, technically, I guess in that case, because um, obviously I was able to directly reach him that way yeah. versus doing the contact form. Plus, he's you're supporting him. Right. And, you know, probably sees my profile on there and learns about me and things like that. So if, to get him, that's just kind of, it yeah, wasn't a planned a thing. But... Yeah, that's good. You got to get a little bit more famous people over time and then you get more. I've been trying to chase down somebody. I just got a, a famous dentist mm. through a guy I met who's a booking agent. He's um he's been on the doctors and he's done extreme makeover oh. and yeah. I didn't even know like a dentist could be famous. Does he? Do he some- like does all the stars and everything. He's in oh so yeah, that's why in L.A. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. famous at least. He's famous summer card. I don't know more famous. You know more famous. I mean, like you do a search for him, you'll find him online with all <laughs> yeah. kinds of and famous people and stuff. So. Yeah, all oh, cosmetic stuff. Yeah, veneers. And and this person uh, on Extreme Makeover was, you know, they had really bad teeth and he did whatever he did and his magic. And I don't know. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got a lot of people through booking agents, but, you know, I try to do the same thing. I try to interview. I mean, I don't, you know, they, they can't have start their business with a thousand bucks. I don't ask them that. But I interview a lot of people that are, you know, they started up a business. Maybe they failed. Maybe they've succeeded. They have a good story to tell. They might be an author. I had Bob Berg on my podcast once. I had uh, Mike Michalowicz, if you know his books. Oh, yes. I want to get him on my show. Yeah, I could probably cook you up, get him on your show. Awesome. Um, he's in New Jersey. <laughs> he's in New Jersey by me. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, and I know his um, I know his girl, so I his assistant. Oh, okay. Um, so that helps. Yeah. So it's funny. I, I'll tell you another story. So I, this is just like Pat Flynn, right? I wanted to get, I like Mike's books. I've read all of his books. So mm-hmm. I'm chasing him down, trying to. They say, no, he's not available. He's not available. He's mm-hmm. not available. So this woman who's who does the pumpkin plan, she's one of those trained mm-hmm. professionals. She's in one of my groups, my networking group. So uh-huh. we decided to read one of his books and she reaches out to Mike said, will you come as be a speaker to our group? So mm-hmm. of course he comes on. So I'm asking all kinds of questions. So afterward, I'm, I'm emailing him. I'm like, Mike, you got to come on my podcast. You came on our group. You got, and I'm, finally I get him. And the day of the podcast, there's a huge power outage from a storm up by him. Somehow he gets to his office and he's on like a phone, you know, like a a Wi, not even Wi-Fi. must have been a mobile connection with Hmm. me on the podcast. But he he did it. We we were like 30 minutes together talking about his books. Oh, wow. Well, that's nice that he's still. Yeah, I was shocked. I was like, you didn't have to like risk your life to be on my podcast. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, yeah, I tried to get him on and I heard the um he's one of the ones that I heard back from that they said that he's not doing podcasts right now or something like that. And so yeah. Yeah, but he's got a book coming out, I think, pretty soon. Oh, he's he does. Want to get, I okay. think so. Yeah. 
So I'll make a note here for, for Sarah. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. If people want a tip is that um, one of the best times to get someone on who's hard, normally hard to get is when they have a book coming out. <laughs> yeah, of course, because they want to promote. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I got Bob Berg on once and then I asked him, would he come speak to our group? We're reading The Go-Giver. He said, sure. And his fee was $6,000. I said, I don't think that adds up to all of our fees we pay in a year. So we oh, had wow. to pass on him there. But yeah. Oh, he charged six thousand to yeah, come on the to show? come on the no, um, not to come on my show. My show, he was more than happy to do it to come on to speak to our group. Oh, okay. He wanted to charge, so I guess maybe mm -hmm. he gotten so busy he just decided he couldn't do it. So mm -hmm. yeah, but I think you know, guesting is a really good way for people like to promote their business and and what you know their book or whatever they're doing because everyone's looking for guests. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, so we connected. Yeah, and I mean, even if you're not a podcaster yourself, yeah. I recommend being a guest on other shows, or even if you are a podcaster and wonder, well, why would I need to be a guest then? I mean, no matter what, you should be a guest on other shows. Yeah, because, because it's a growing medium. Yeah. You yeah, know, Jordan I mean, Harbinger, you know, his show. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. That's how he started his show. He just was like a guest everywhere he could possibly be. Mm. And he's got a huge following now. Yeah, that's yeah. how he started the because he wasn't he on, on the art of charm and then he started something like that when he started his own and when he did his own he said because oh, I, okay. I go to this thing called pod max it's a um like an all day pod gal introduce you to them you actually they have a show called on air brands they can have you on live oh um, okay yeah, they'll they'll I think you. I've heard of them but I yeah Josh and, and uh, Eric I'm actually okay. on his podcast on Wednesday or Thursday I think um but he so they have this one day like it's a whole event but now it's all virtual, right? So you can be a guest if you want to. So the guests have to pay, the hosts don't have to pay. So you can go and be a host and you get three interviews that they match you up with. Or huh. you can be a guest and you can get masked up for three for three interviews. So we always have somebody come and speak. So one time we had Jordan Harbinger come on and speak and mm. he spoke about how, you know, guesting and how we promoted the show. And then we had, who's the guy who does the, the miracle morning. Um, oh, how Elrod. Yeah. He spoke once and then we had, Bob, we didn't have Bob Berg, but we had his partner who wrote the co-author John Barnes, maybe, or something. Um, and uh, it's a great, it's a great group. I will definitely connect you with them. This is not an interview. This is like a, a <laughs> this is like a fun session. I like it. Uh, Pod max. Okay. So, but, but I, I'm very interested in like, you know, the things you you like, so the podcaster, the podcast itself really grew out of the book and then it kind of mm -hmm. took on a life of its own. So what's it's like mission now? What is it doing all this stuff in terms of, you know, connecting with people? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like when you are on other shows or you have people on your show that a lot of times you make connections and network and then that person know, like we were just talking now you, you have a connection to mike mccallowitz i yeah i can never remember how to pronounce mccallowitz yeah okay. you're right mccallowitz <laughs> <laughs> um and so it's like you never know who someone knows and right i was interviewing someone the other day and she knew um i think it was how elrod actually and she said that she would try to do an introduction thing i haven't heard back on that um but yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's an easy way to approach people, right? That promotes mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. It helps you. And it's people think it's interesting. They think it's like live radio. Like, you know, I've had people <laughs> like email me every week and they're really nervous. Oh, like, really? What are we going to talk about? Are you going to send me some questions? I'm like, oh, no, I yeah, just want to ask you about your background and we'll talk about your company. Oh, and they're so, and, and they're older than me. I mean, they've been in business a long time. Don't mm. worry. I'll make you sound. I promise it won't be a bad experience. And they're like, oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> you know, and I said, also, it's not live. So like we can edit it, you know, change things. And, you know, like mm. your opening, we redid, you know, it's easy to do. That's mm -hmm. pretty funny. That's pretty <laughs> funny. So you're on 80, you said, right? 80 episodes. Yeah. 80, something like 85, maybe somewhere in there. Yeah. How, 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 how often does it come out? Uh, like once a week or something? Yeah. So now it comes out once a week during COVID when, you know, everything was shut down like yeah. a year, more than a year ago. I started putting out an episode every day. Yeah, because you, I was the same way, right? You couldn't <laughs> record these people fast enough. They all wanted yes. to guess. I, I, yeah, I, I don't. That's why I'm know. up to twice a week now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have started to release some. So I was doing every day for a while and then back to once a week and then it was twice a week and 
Yeah. <laughs> you can't get, I do. I only record on, well, you, you, you and I have a different schedule, but uh, I try to record on Fridays. Mm. Right. And then I try to do two or three a week. And then, yeah, I mean, if I'm doing, you know, now I'm recorded out through, I don't know, June, July, I think into mm-hmm. July. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy, but I didn't want you to come on the podcast and say, oh, and your episode will come out in October and it's <laughs> January. You know, that's not good. You know, because it's not very relevant. So, right. uh, you know, but if, if somebody comes on, they're having a book release or something then I try and work it in earlier because mm-hmm. it's really to help them, too. Right. I mean, that's what you're doing it for, mm-hmm. to teach entrepreneurs how to start their business and not let money be a be a roadblock. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And earlier you had mentioned how you had assumed to start a podcast because you were thinking of like a broadcast studio. I don't know. I thought it looks like behind me. Yeah. I don't know. If I had this studio, I wouldn't know any of these buttons of what they do. <laughs> Nothing. And I think a lot of people, you know, think that, but yeah, yeah you can start a podcast easily for under a hundred. Well, technically you could start one for free, but I recommend, you, well, you know, need getting- a little bit of equipment. Yeah, I recommend getting because um, the mic I have is an ATR twenty one hundred, which was like sixty or eighty bucks. Yeah, I think and mine's a, a well. This is a Samsung. The one in my office is an AT twenty twenty Audio Technica. Okay. Yeah. yeah, same thing. It was that, like eighty bucks or sixty bucks, something like that. Yeah, even yeah. my gift. I told you we're having we're creating a podcast guesting kit. I think the whole uh-huh. kit's like one hundred and forty dollars, including like a mic and a stand and a case, and yeah, you know, and because it's USB, you don't need like a. I mean, if you have a strong enough computer, you don't need, uh, you know, some sort of powered device. It should be okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's USB. You plug it into your computer, and then um, software to edit and whatnot and to record into is free. generally free. Zoom. You know, yeah. If you do less than forty minutes, it's free. Actually, no. If it's if it's le- if it's only one person, I don't think there's even a time limit. Yeah, I think it isn't it. If it's two, I think it's two more than people two. Are, yeah, yeah. Then it's three or more. I think it's you got a forty, but still forty minutes. I mean, most podcasts mm-hmm. are shorter than that. I mean, of course, we're yeah. talking along that. Then I mind how long do most of your podcasts go? Um, generally speaking, I would say they're like forty-five minutes on average. Some have been up to an hour. Uh, I've had some shorter ones lately that are like. 20 to 30 minutes and i've actually gotten positive feedback on that that people like that they and like so the shorter that, ones yeah so i find like, i can't hmm. get i talk too much i think for i'm too <laughs> interested in what you have to say that i can't yeah. go 20 minutes i got too many questions right that's kind of how i am and so that's why most of my episodes are you know 45 minutes to yeah like hour. how do you tell me your story how do you get started where you work what you did how you developed the podcast about your books all the things we talked about in 20 minutes that's impossible <laughs> we've already been talking for what 40 more than 40 minutes right <laughs> it goes very fast yeah. my first episode i had my friend jack killian who's a um he's a serial entrepreneur he has a company called street smart entrepreneurs he was with mckinsey back in the 60s and all kinds of stuff we, we talked for two and a half hours on the first episode. I had to break it into two episodes because oh. I was thinking nobody's listening for two and a half hours. I'm not Joe Rogan. So, right. you know, so <laughs> I edited it down and got all the ums out. And also we had terrible equipment those days. I had to rework the sound and everything. And then I did two episodes of an hour each. It was just crazy. That was mm-hmm. the only one that's been that long, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but uh, Yeah, you know. I couldn't listen to. I mean. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, you should listen to Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss and all that. And so I go check it out and I see that all their episodes are like two to three hours or more. And I was like, "Mm, no, if it if the shows are consistently over an hour, I usually don't even. Oh, I don't think he's ever had a show an hour. Yeah, they're all a couple hours. Mark Marin does his are about an hour. They are. Okay. his are better. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, who's the guy? Um. Kristen Bell's husband, uh, Dak oh, Shepard. Shepherd. He's about an hour too. He just had have Prince Harry on. I don't know how he got in. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see who we can get more famous. You or me? Who can get the most <laughs> famous person? And then maybe we can introduce them to each other's podcasts. <laughs> That's the key, right? You want to find influencers. That's how I started growing my email list. I put out a list and I said, "Who are the twenty um, big biggest social media influencers for small business online?" And I connected with all of them, either through Twitter or Instagram, whatever. And out of the 20, I, you know, like seven or eight, nine of them were like, sure, I'll come on the podcast. And they had mm. 15, 20,000. They're more micro influencers, not like mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm not getting Jordan Harbinger on the, on the, maybe, I don't know, maybe I should ask him, but <laughs> you know, but so if you had 15, 20, 30,000 followers online, you're more likely to talk and to discuss the things you're doing. I met some really interesting people from around the world, Australia, Vancouver, mm-hmm. London, Singapore, you know, so, so yeah. what, so you got to tell me some stories about some businesses that you've connected with that are doing some interesting things. Do you remember any of them? Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh man. There's so many For people listening. I did not set that up. So Sarah has no idea what's going to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, well, okay. I just interviewed someone actually this, the episode, well, by the time this goes live, the episode will be out. <laughs> I'm so sure. whatever. Right. Um, where she actually, okay. I've got a couple stories. Okay. So let me start with her. She uh, immigrated from Germany with $135,000 in debt and built a photography business. She was doing like stock photography and photographing for like Vogue and all those places. She built that up to the point where Bill Gates paid her multiple millions of dollars to buy it. To buy the business? Yeah. But isn't the business her? Like, don't they need her to take the photographs? I don't know how she didn't go into details about like how that actually works out, but yeah, I was like, wow, that's quite the story. Uh, and, and yeah, now she has like a coaching business, um, and makes, you know, probably a lot of money. (laughs) And then someone else I had on a lot of these are immigration stories. He immigrated (laughs) from somewhere in Africa. I forget which country, but he immigrated with a hundred dollars. To America, and now he's built three businesses that are over seven figures. Wow! And he bootstrapped it. He started with a hundred bucks, did some odd and end things, then had like two thousand. So then he could buy a camera, and then he started a photography business, and where he could charge you know two thousand dollars per thing. Then you know after that, then he had enough money to do this, and then he he just kind of kept building. Um, so that was really interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see what else. What else? And where'd you find those two people? How'd you connect with them? I think they were on one of those like pod match or pod booker podcast guests or something. Yeah. One of those, there's like 10 of them now, (laughs) at least. Right. Even listen notes. You can go and just do a search. Yeah. The big director. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, yeah i just um oh one lady said that she was kind of like forced into entrepreneurship as a kid like slave (laughs) labor (laughs) (laughs) like um what was it that she did like with wool you know like where you have sheep and then you create the wool and whatever yeah um so yeah so she but she didn't like it you know as a kid but now she's Oh, now she's like uh, the wool maven or something <laughs> like well, so now, they're taking this kid, making her go sheer sheep out in the field at like 14 years old, 12 years old. Actually, I think she said like she was six, nine. <laughs> oh, jeez. So they'd go to like these. Um, and this was she said was back in like the 60s or 70s or something. Oh, she's older. OK. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how old that makes her, but um. So they would go to these events, like, I guess, not like Like a country fair type of thing or. Yeah, something like that. And they'd have a booth set up, you know, with their products or whatever. Like a craft fair or flea market. Yeah, something something like that. Got it. But they'd have the sheep there and do like a demonstration. I was like, oh, that. They would do it right there and they'd make the wool. Well, no, they, but they would show, it was just kind of, I guess, a way to get people interested in them. Yeah, of course. I'm like, and I told her, I was like, you know, if I was at this fair or whatever and walk by your booth and you didn't have a sheep and it was just your wool stuff, I wouldn't even stop. No, it's just a sweater, right? Who cares? But because you have a sheep there and you're shearing it, I mean, I'm going to stop. I'm going to pet the thing and because I love animals. Anyway, so I just thought that was a good yeah, you know, like you could sell anything. If you had a llama with you, everybody would come over and meet the llama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Maybe we all should have pets. Yeah, for your podcast. Of- I need. Mean, we need like uh, 
you know, like uh, you need like a mascot. Yeah, I have a pug. I could. That's use... close. You need a potbelly pig, like one of those cute <laughs> little pigs to go with. It's got to be oh. pink, though. Oh, like yeah, your logo. logo. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it could work. be frugal or something. <laughs> you know, I might have to change the name on my podcast to the accidental preneur because I've been approached by entrepreneur magazine and they don't like the. Yeah, I filed a trademark on not entrepreneur, but the accidental entrepreneur. And they're giving oh, me they're giving me that. difficult about it. I've like I think um, John Lee Dumas had that issue with entrepreneurs on fire. Yeah. And I think he has to have a disclaimer at the bottom of his website now that says he's not associated with. Yeah, I told him I would be happy to do that. They already made me disclaim entrepreneur as a separate word. I was, you know, nobody's ever confused me and called me up and say, are you, are you with Entrepreneur Magazine? No, never. Why would they and, do that? And someone else that I know had a podcast called like the creative entrepreneur. Oh, there's tons of entrepreneurs. I know one. And they the came disruptive after entrepreneur. They came after him too. Yeah. And, and he's, a, at least last I knew, you know, a couple years ago was a relatively you know, small podcast, but it's like, do they just have someone that like yeah. that's their job? Yeah. If you is... look at their website, you can see all of the claims that they've made against other people. Really? Yeah. So I told them, listen, well, let me tell me what your suggestion is and I'll think about it. Yeah. So what? You haven't they... said a suggestion yet. So they don't do like a cease and desist or what do they do? Uh, well, they just, no, they sent me a letter. Well, so, so the, what happens with your file of trademark, right? It mm -hmm. goes for publication and it's like a six month period if anybody's going to contest. So they were not on top of things. Then they filed for an extension for an extra month to think about it. And the attorney contacted me and I said, well, I'll consider something. You got to tell me what it is, but you know, I've been using this for two years. Well, so. and it, I've never understood because entrepreneur is a general word. Right. Everyone's using it. It's not. And I'm not, even... I'm not publishing a magazine that's called the accidental entrepreneur, but it falls yeah. within that media category. So podcasting videos, publications, but, I don't know. Yeah, but you're not saying the entrepreneur. Like, it's very different. Right. I mean, it's very different. I don't even know how they can trademark the word entrepreneur. Like, that's yeah, not... I don't know. Well, I think they trademarked entrepreneur magazine and well, entrepreneur.com. I don't think mm. they have a trademark on the word entrepreneur. Yeah, or else so... every book in the world would be infringing on their. So I wonder, do they go after books then that have entrepreneur? In it? I guess. So they, they just have all the time. They have one staff person that this is their job. No, this is like an outside big law firm. Oh, that works from like okay. Latham and Watkins. Yeah, no, they're paying oh. them big money for. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Though. I'm not so quick to change it. We'll see what happens. I'll let so you know. It, it's probably good that I did frugalpreneur. Yeah, not frugalpreneur. You're frugal good. Frugal entrepreneur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're good. You're good with the frugalpreneur. Look, I can be the accidentalpreneur. I guess they wanted to be. What do you think of accidental entrepreneurial? I go. That's not. Doesn't even make sense. The accidental entrepreneurial. <laughs> right. How about the accidental entrepreneurship? I go, that doesn't make sense either. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to give them a suggestion. Let them come up with it. So we'll see. I, you, it'll probably be a disclaimer, like you said, that it's mm. not a Philly, which I'm fine with. I don't care. Mm. But yeah, you mm. put all this time into the frugalpreneur and you got to change it. You know, you don't want to do that. Yeah. It's a lot of work, you know, I'm trying to think while you were telling me stories about like how I connected with these different people, I guess mostly referrals. Lately, I've been getting a lot of booking agents that have been contacting me. I've know. had that a little bit too. Yeah. People are like using services to get them booked, mm -hmm. you know? So that's how I met the dentist. <laughs> there were a guy I met through someone else. I forget how. I think it was somebody I got introduced to through someone. And then he was using this guy, Todd and Todd talked to me and he said, Oh, I got all these people. Two of them I had already met before, but then he came up with a dentist. I said, Oh, let's talk to the dentist. <laughs> so it was really, well, what all do you talk about with the dentist? Like root canals? Well, so it's interesting. So, well, we didn't talk about dental procedures. So <laughs> I, we were, so we, I did have him tell a story. It's coming out soon. I think a couple of weeks. Um, about, you know, how we got started in dentistry and what his background was. And because he's very like a type high energy, I mean, this guy doesn't sleep. So, and that's one of the reasons why he's so successful. Right. But he also has a foundation through UCLA called leap. And he 
for they used to do it for one or two weeks in the year. Now they're doing it online where they have people, kids, high school, college come in, learn how to start a business. I think they get mm. some funding. It's kind of like an incubator type of thing. And they, they bring all kinds of, he brings all kinds of famous people to come on and speak Mark Wahlberg and Jason Alexander mm. and all these different people um, to promote, you know, entrepreneurship and youth. So he's really mm. in the, in the entrepreneurial community. Yeah. I'm actually thinking of doing a series on my podcast, like a one week series of kid entrepreneurs. Yeah. That's I, a good idea. I just need to find kid, kid entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs. <laughs> okay. So yeah. you should reach out. There's a group out of Rochester called the young entrepreneurs Academy. Oh, okay. Look them up online, reach out to them and tell them that you heard about that. You don't tell them through, but you, you can, I, you, we used to run that. Don't use my name because we used to run a chapter for them. We don't do it anymore. Not because there's any problem with the organization. We just, the chamber wasn't, I couldn't, I was volunteering my way out of business basically. So we did it four or five years, but they have like 130 chapters around the country. It's middle school and high school kids. They have shark tanks for all the kids and they raise money Mm. and they have a national competition. I'm sure they could refer you kids to be telling you doing the series. You've been doing this. You have 80 podcasts. You're looking for children entrepreneurs. They've had a couple of kids on shark tank on TV. Oh, okay. That went into, that's probably a good place to, Mm -hmm. to start. Um, and I probably could connect you with, uh, Dr. Bill. And see any of his kids that have gone through the program. Yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome. Absolutely. That's a cool idea. I think, <laughs> I think that's probably the next thing. In, I have like 150 episodes. I think when I hit like 200, maybe I'll do that. I'll do like a series of something or, you know, female yeah. entrepreneurship or youth entrepreneurship or, you know, I don't know, something like that, but you're right. You got to be creative about it. Right. Yeah. Cause I did a week series. This was during like COVID when I had too many episodes, <laughs> I did a, like a week, a daily episode, uh, on self-publishing. And then I did mm-hmm. like a two week thing on podcasting. Yeah. So it's I a think, great idea, right? Yeah. Having different, um, like, yeah, cause people will tune in that necessarily just in general, but they might tune mm-hmm. in for the topic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they do a search for podcasting and podcast guesting and they come up with your series. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all about promotion. I always tell people that the first thing they got to do, and you said this at the beginning, if they want to have an online business or they want to just put content out and they want to promote their business, they got to build a website. Like, mm-hmm. do uh, not build a website. You got to build an email list because, yeah, well, both, yeah. Website too, because then they'll have nowhere to go. But a lot of people just like they post things on social media and they're like, mm. well, nothing happens. I go, yeah, because you have to cross promote the content. It's not, it's a long play. Took me a long time before I started getting like referred business from the podcast related to legal, you know, because I'm basically a business lawyer mm-hmm. and I get calls every day for things. Half the time, they're not even sure how they found me, but I'm sure <laughs> it's because I'm putting out content every week and you have to be, you know, consistent about it. And I have, I don't know how many you have. I have like 2,700 people on my mailing list. It's growing, but, you know, hopefully I can get it up there those people think of you, you know, and they're, mm-hmm. they're in your community or whatever. And that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like an email list and a website, those are the only things you really own and have total control over. Cause with social media, I mean, it could go, I mean, MySpace disappeared overnight practically. Yeah. So and they're always changing know. the algorithms, make it harder yes. on you. Yeah. And only so one to 2% of your audience even sees your stuff without if you unless you pay to boost it right so and you don't have like a way to market to them or or i don't know talk to them really outside of social media because you don't have their email address right well that's why i like the giveaway thing the king Mm -hmm. sumo thing that's a great idea Mm -hmm. because you got to give them a way to sign up yeah yeah that or some kind of lead magnet like on the top of my website i used to give away like a PDF version of my books for free. And now I just switched to um, like a list of the 27 tools that I, yeah, use. that's good. I do eBooks. I, I have one for like a guy, parent's guide when sending your kid to college. So it's always popular mm-hmm. this time of year. Cause you send your kid off to college and they're 18. Then you call the health center cause they're in the hospital and they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm sorry. We can't talk to you. You're like, what, what do you mean? Like, uh, cause they're 18 now and they're subject to HIPAA and all the privacy mm-hmm. rules, mm-hmm. you know? So parents find that out. They always panic. Oh, the funny yeah. thing is, I'm an attorney, and that's how I found it out. I called him. My kid was in the hospital. I forgot he had turned 18. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't talk to me. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So, but I think ebooks are good. Yeah, there's a lot of like, con- it's all about content, right? It's about mm-hmm. finding good people to talk to 
and putting out good content. And then, you know, you don't get the same people listening to every episode, but you get different people listening to diff- different episodes mm-hmm. and it promotes what you're, you're trying to, you know, to, to build. Mm-hmm. That's really your primary business now, right? Is the podcast and the books and the, the whole community you're building, right? Yeah, and then the podcast production agency and and the course, hopefully, that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's the sarahstjohn.com. Mm-hmm. And they can get to your podcast, to any of the stuff we talked about, right? Right. Yeah. And um that that tool list is 27. Yeah, it's the sarahstjohn.com forward slash 27 tools. Okay. They want the the ebooks that's forward slash free. And those are the three ebooks that I've put out. <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and spending time with me. I know it took us a while to connect, but let's put all those things in the show notes so people have links to all of them. And uh, if they want to interact with you, they go to your and subscribe to your podcast. And it's on all the directories, right? Mm, yes. Uh-huh. And it's the frugalpreneur. Uh well, yeah, just frugalpreneur. That's if enough. you type that in, it'll pop. You'll up. find it. You're the only one. (laughs) Right. All right. All right, Sarah. I appreciate you coming on. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Accidental Entrepreneur. Opening and closing music written and performed by Howie Moscovich and made to order music. For more information about Howie and his music services, please follow the link in our show notes. If you like the podcast, please tell others about us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, Spotify, and most of the other podcast directories. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review and feel free to share our episodes on social media. If you have any questions or comments, ideas for the show, or you'd even like to appear as a guest, reach out to us by email at info at the Accidental Entrepreneur is hosted by Mitch Beinacker and produced by Beinacker Law. If you'd like to learn more about our business and legal services, you can find us on social media or visit our website at beinackerlaw.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our feed to be notified of all future episodes.